Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. Thanks for joining us, and we are diving headfirst into the brief epistle of Jude, even though it's only a one-chapter epistle, it's just packed with wonderful and important truth for studying biblical prophecy and for practical living in our day. And one of the things that I hope you'll be noticing as we go through the epistle of Jude, it's very similar to 2 Peter. And there's big debate that 2 Peter pull on Jude, did Jew pull from 2 Peter? And my view, just to keep it simple, you would say to a good friend that uh, you have studied the same type of things, even if you studied scripture together, been exposed to the same things, you would say, well, we're on the same page. And St. Peter and St. Jude were on the same page. As we mentioned last episode, when we talked about the authorship, is that Jude was the extended family of Jesus, his cousin. And the family of Jesus is very, I find very reassuring that the early church, particularly around Jerusalem, had very high regard for this extended family of Jesus. The impact was left. The date of Jude was probably quite early. Um, I'm thinking like early 60s. And one of the reasons is in Jude verses 17 and 18, the recipients of this epistle heard the apostles' teaching with their own ears. It says in Jude 17, you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time, there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. So this is a group of recipients that heard apostolic teaching, and yet they were in danger from false teachers who was trying to twist the faith, the grace of God, and twist it into a license for sexual sin. And in my estimation, this is what makes 2 Peter and Jude so highly relevant for our day, because just what happened to the first century Catholic Church is happening in the 21st century Catholic Church on steroids, because there are those who are trying to bring in through various sneaky ways, uh, basically, mortal sins, which will kill the life of grace in the individual believers. And so Jude was writing this epistle to oppose it. Now, here's what I want you to capture today, is that Jude likes triplets. He likes to combine three ideas in order to define, to illustrate, and to emphasize a truth. And one scholar counted 20 sets of triplets in Jude's 25 verses. Now, I didn't bother to count myself. I had other things to do. But there are a lot of triplets in this epistle. And what you want to do to understand it properly 
is that when you come across a triplet, you want to combine them. It's like an important matter in the Old Testament, Moses said, is established by the witness of two or three individuals. Well, Jude brings together triplets. Now, what I want to hit today is the vital triplet found in the last portion of verse 1. And this triplet is so important for this reason. What was going on in Jude's day is going to be going on during the great apostasy. There's going to be attacks and martyrdom external to the genuine believers, and you'll you won't need an epistle from me or anybody or a broadcast to tell you that's going on. But to be aware that just as wicked and dangerous attack can happen internally by those false teachers, even wearing clerical garb and telling untruths. And this is what was threatening to destroy the faith of those Jude is writing to. This is what's going to threaten those who are living through the great apostasy. So this first triplet, to me, is going to help you and your children, and if you have grandchildren, your grandchildren, to survive if we happen to live through the great apostasy. It's my personal beliefs. We very well could be in that day. And here's that second part of the first verse of Jude, a triplet. He says, to those who are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Jesus Christ. Now, I'm going to just change my own translation to make it more literal, because beloved can have a couple of different connotations. So it's simply this, to those who are, one, called, two, loved in God the Father, and three, kept for Jesus Christ. Those are the three triplets I like to focus on. These are the three triplets. Like, what do I need to do to survive the great apostasy? You know, do I need to get an underground bunker and storage food and an AR-15 or whatever? You know, I'm not against preparing for any kind of disaster. But what you really need is something to strengthen your faith that will make you unshakable no matter if the whole world and even a good part of those professing Christians fall away. And this triplet, those who are one, called, two, loved in God the Father, and it's literally, it's the verb from, uh, you've heard of agape love, the verb form agapao. This is a participle, but there's no real beloved. It's just loved in God the Father and kept for Jesus Christ. Now, what's so vital about this? First of all, to those who are called. Now, if you are a Christian, 100%, no exceptions whatsoever, anybody who is a professing Christian, a genuine professing Christian, it is due to God and not you, okay? It's God calls, God initiates. Now, there is a synergy, I call it, it's a covenant. It's, it's a love relationship between God and his people. But in the synergy, it's not equal. It's God who 
really does the much greater part but sets us up for success because of what he does in doing the greater part. So, I mean, I can guarantee, I was just actually thinking this week while I was preparing this broadcast, there is no way under heaven I would be sitting here talking to you about Jesus Christ and the wonderful things he has done for us in this broadcast if it wasn't for God's initiative. It just wouldn't be. I'm convinced of that. Are you? Or do you think it's somehow you attained a certain level of spiritual perfection and then God loved you enough to um, whatever? That, that's some other religion other than Christianity. It's God who calls. Then the biggie, I think the real biggie, loved in God the Father. And if you're a parent listening, what you really want to get across to children, everybody thinks, you know, buy this book or the latest CD or the latest this or latest that. What your children need, what you need, is an assurance of the Father's love, and that comes by the Holy Spirit. In the New Testament, that's the spirit of adoption, knowing that we are loved by God the Father. This is what keeps the faith alive when you go to college, when you're tempted by your peer group, when you're tempted by the internet, when you're tempted by the bottle, when you're tempted to cheat in business or whatever else. How do you keep? It's not some superhuman effort. It's knowing that you're loved by God. Now, I want to tell you about the most incredible, wonderful thing about this word loved, loved in God the Father. It is a perfect passive participle. (laughs) Oh, great. That just sends thrills up and down my spine. Okay, let me explain. The perfect tense means it's a past action with a continuing effect. Okay? Now, I can say, I really enjoyed a bowl of ice cream last night, and I did. Okay, but that was then. It's just, it was a past action, has no effect on me right now, other than just bringing up the topic makes me want another bowl of ice cream. But a perfect tense is like, and this is probably a horrible illustration by being loved by God, but when I was particularly a teenager, a lot of things happened to jump out in front of my car. I had a lot of dents in my car. And, you know, when you have the unfortunate experience of getting a dent in your car and you might not have enough money to get it fixed, well, you have a one-time occurrence of that car being dented, but it has a very lasting effect. What this is saying, love by God the Father, by perfect passive participle, it's saying God initiated through his call and giving you the assurance of his love through that Holy Spirit gift of adoption This isn't just a once-and-done deal. This has a continuing effect, and it's a passive participle, which means the subject, me and you, God's people, are acted upon by God. This is something God does, God's love. I call this assurance Catholicism, is what will get you through the times of the Antichrist, the great apostasy, and every other temptation in life. This is the key. Assured Catholicism is the assurance of the Father's love. And the contrast to assured Catholicism is what I call 
tightrope Catholicism. And that's like, woo, woo. You know, if I just make a misstep, I'm going to, you know, fall off to the left or the right. And then, you know, God's going to send me to hell. And the idea is we rest in him. Uh, you mean we don't have to do a lot of totally Catholic stuff to sustain our faith? Of The wrong subject is we. We need to be looking to him and place our faith in him. And yes, we have things to do. As it says in 1 John 4, 19, we love because he first loved us. So now the third word in that triplet, kept. We are kept by Christ. I'm excited. This is another perfect passive participle. It means this, you know, we are acted upon by God. We are kept in our faith by God. We are kept in our Christian life by God. It's God who does this, and he's kept us in the beginning. He'll keep us in the middle, and he keeps us in the end. He's called the good shepherd. And that's what a good shepherd does. Make sure we get home. And then Jude has bookends. This is how he opens his epistle, this opening triplet. But guess what? And he has take no prisoners in the middle, but he ends like, now to him who is able to keep you from falling and your kids and your grandkids and to present you without blemish before his presence of his glory with rejoicing to only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord. God is our Savior. Other religions save yourself. The Christian religion is one focused on Christ. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 310 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.